Is your high school student ready to plan a future? If they are considering college as an option for their future, there are areas they should consider as critical needs. Did you ever ask your child what his or her five-year plan was? Where do they see themselves in five years? Do they see themselves married with a boyfriend or a girlfriend at a job? What kind of job? What kind of activities and things they want to do? These are critical questions that everybody thinks about, but sometimes we as parents don't discuss those things with our kids. Not a five-year goal or a five-year plan. So we're going to talk about that today and why that is so very, very important as your kids are transitioning from high school to college. The answers just might surprise you. So welcome to College Disabilities and Success, Episode 97, Five Critical Areas for Planning a Future, with Mickey Hayes. The opinions in this podcast are my own, but please reach out to your college, physician, or legal services for additional information. One of the STAR person-centered planning meetings that I held with a student transitioning from high school to college, I brought up the subject of a five-year plan. And I think when the students started talking about marriage and a family and two kids and what their names were going to be and where she would be working and the things that she would be doing, she really surprised her parents who were at that meeting. Here's a child who had a whole future figured out in her head, and it was our job to help her get some clarity and some direction with regards to this future. My job wasn't to judge right or wrongness of it, and if she had a plan that I thought was next to impossible, my job would be to look at that plan a little bit closer and maybe analyze options to the plan or ideas that might help get her to a goal without destroying her future hopes and dreams. And that can be a tricky balancing act. So many times when we talk to our kids about future plans, they tell us things like they're going to be a rock star or they're going to be a pro football player, or in this day and age, they're going to be an online influencer. So As parents, we have to keep those goals in mind and think about the little steps that your child is going to need. And as you do that, sometimes those little steps actually become the goal. So you start looking at what can your child do to get ready for those employment skills they're going to need. And that's where we get into the five critical areas for planning a future. When the colleague and I wrote the STAR person-centered planning model. That's one of the things we had to consider. We had to look at what areas were going to be important for supporting your kids and helping them achieve realistic goals. And we came up with these five critical areas that your child is going to need to plan for. The five areas are career development, leading to employment, academic enrichment and needs, independent living, community and campus engagement, and self-determination skills. Now let's take each one of these areas and talk about them. Number one on the list was career development and employment. When you're talking about career development and employment, you're talking about a certain level of education and a certain skill level to start with. So you're looking at what kind of a college degree 
does that individual need? Do they need an associate's degree? Do they need a bachelor's degree? Do they need a master's degree? Can they get by with just a certificate and some training? How much training are they going to need and in what areas to meet the requirements of the career that they are planning? If you don't know the answers to those questions, then that would be a good time to talk to a career counselor at the high school or even at the college. Colleges have career departments where counselors will guide a student through the career assessment process, and that helps to narrow down a career that works for the skill level that your child has, the challenges that your child has, and the interests that your child has. So these kinds of assessments can be very helpful. And every career department in every college has some sort of assessment that they will offer their students. And sometimes, quite possibly, they even offer to the general public. You don't even have to be a student there to go to the career department to get an assessment. And once you have those conversations, then a really good website to go to that I particularly like is the ONET website, O-N-E-T website. ONET is a government workforce website that provides tons of job descriptions in every area you can imagine and with every academic level you want to know about. For example, if your child wants to go into nursing, but you don't know if they have the skills to handle nursing, when you go to the ONET and look up nursing, you will find a list of jobs that they could do in relation to nursing, but don't have the same expected degree level and education level. You can also check out episode 90, which is my most popular episode, Workforce Training for Students with Disabilities. You might find some materials there that can help you as well. Critical area number two is the academic needs, academic challenges that your child has or needs to reach a certain career level. And the best way to start with this is to figure out where their strengths are at. Just do a brainstorming list with your kid of all the strengths that they have. Things like helping others, being on time, taking good notes, being kind to others, digging in the garden, building a model, cooking an egg, making dinner, making their bed, watching a sibling. The possibilities are endless, but think about all the skill areas that your child has strength in and make a list. As you look at this list and start to narrow things down, when you're looking at the academic area of things, what kinds of skills need the most critical academic interventions? In other words, if one of your child's skills is cooking an egg, well, what kinds of things would someone who wanted to cook as a career, what kinds of academic skills would that person need that would be most helpful? So if your career plan might be cooking of some sort, becoming a cook or a chef, one of the academic skills that would be critical for that career goal would be math in terms of measurement and understanding whole numbers and fractions, decimals, percentages, understanding how to double a recipe, how to understand the weights and measures. These would all be things that you would need to know if you were going to be a good cook or a good chef. 
Now, if you have a problem with math and doing fractions and things like that, it's still no big deal. It just means that that is one of the skills that you're going to have to work on to improve. And then you think about, well, what kinds of things could I do to increase my ability to understand those skills? And that's where you start looking at specific coursework or tutoring or some sort of academic support that might help you strengthen those skills. Because you know if you're going into college and you have weaknesses in math, you know that's one of the things that you're going to have to work on a little bit stronger if you want to do cooking as a long-term career. Another long-term career might not need math as a critical skill. Let's say you want to help people. Your child wants to help people, be a helper when they grow up. And they're very good at understanding and supporting siblings or friends who need something. And maybe they could do a job in some sort of a human services field that they would begin to learn at college. So human services would be a really good academic program to go into, and it's not real math heavy. So math wouldn't be necessarily a big issue for your child at college. So you need to start to think about academic skills and academic needs in terms of that future goal, that future plan, and work towards strengthening the academic needs that you're going to be expected to know to go into a certain type of job. And again, a career counselor could help you with this. They could give you some insights into the skills that you need for reaching a particular employment goal. The third critical area for planning for your future is independent living. Where does your child see himself or herself living in the future? Do they plan to live with you? Do they plan to get an apartment? Do they plan to own a house? Because these are three completely different goals and they need to be addressed accordingly. Now, if your child plans to own a house, and you think they're probably going to end up living with you or living in an apartment, then you need to talk about the kinds of expenses and responsibilities of being a homeowner and compare that to possibly sharing an apartment with a friend and making adjustments financially in that situation. As far as disabilities and independent living are concerned, The main thing that you want to do when you're talking to your child is to find out if your child's ambitions for independent living and your impression of their independent living abilities are the same. Because if they are miles apart, then you're really going to have to have long conversations about how to plan for that. If you and your child are on the same page about it, it's a little bit easier because then you know exactly what you're going to need and it makes sense. It's an easy conversation to have. So a lot of it depends on making sure that you see eye to eye on a future plan. And they all involve some sort of a budget and budgeting skills. So these are very, very critical skills to have when you are dealing with independent living plans and assessing your child's ability to plan a budget. Even if it's on simple things right now, do you think they could handle the budget that they would be required to handle as an adult? Or do they need to have 
experience and plans with budgets? Do they have a debit card? Can they handle a debit card? Have you even tried to set them up with a responsible budget and using a debit card? It used to be back in the old days, it was checking accounts and how to write a check and keep track of a checking account. Now there's not so much a need for checks as there is a need for handling debit cards. So it's a different skill set in terms of planning for the future. But it all goes under independent living, and it also ties in with math. So you can see there's overlap in some of these skill sets that we're talking about today. Now, independent living also involves social relationships. How good are they at making friends? If they need to get a roommate, how good is their judgment on choosing a roommate, on choosing a friend, or on choosing a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Because these are all stages that the individual goes through that ultimately lead to independent living. And so these conversations are critical as your child is developing relationships with people. Now, establishing relationships with people dovetails into the fourth critical area for planning a future, and that is community and campus engagement. So how involved is your child in the community, in reaching out to friends, joining clubs, joining organizations, becoming part of a group? Is this a problem for your child, or is this a strength for your child? How could you go about improving that skill if that child needs to improve in that area. One of the things you might want to do is listen to the episode that I did with Christian Haas, episode 28, Engagement in Clubs and Organizations on Campus. And he talks about how to get involved in clubs and organizations and the ways that you can reach out and the benefits that come from joining the clubs on campus. The same thing holds true for joining clubs at high school. If your child is part of a club or organization in high school, that will make it a little bit easier to transition that skill into college. But becoming active and involved in your community in one way or another will help your child lead to being a successful adult because they're forming relationships, they're forming friendships, and they're establishing those relationships that they need that connect back to independent living and connect back to the academic skills and the career goals. These are all interrelated, and you can see how joining clubs and communities makes good connections for future plans, whether socially, personally, or professionally in the field of work. Plus, you meet a lot of like-minded individuals, and it helps to meet friends who have the same goals and aspirations that you do. So check out Christian's episode because he does a really good job on establishing those relationships. And the, the fifth critical area for success is strengthening self-determination skills. So think about these questions from the STAR Person Center Planning Model with regards to self-determination. What does your child do if he or she needs something? Is there someone special that they can talk to if they need help? Are there any special agencies or counselors that you work with now? Where does your child go? Who does your child talk to when your child needs to share their feelings about something? What calms your child down if they're feeling anxious or nervous? These are all questions 
that address the issue of how well your child can determine for themselves what is important. And it shows how well they are equipped to handle the self-determination skills that they're going to need at college. Because remember, at 18, you have to step back and step away. So you want your child to be prepared to address these kinds of situations when they arise. And along with self-determination includes self-advocacy skills. So how determined are your children to take care of business for themselves? And how good are they at advocating for themselves when they need to? Because these are very critical questions in terms of what you know about your child already and what you might do to improve your child's independence when it comes to speaking up for themselves and to reaching out to others when they need something. Self-determination and self-advocacy kind of go hand in hand, and they are two very critical skills to help a person achieve the career that they want. Once they become an adult, there's not going to be anybody around to do that for them. They're going to have to do that themselves. And you really don't want to see your kids missing out on an opportunity that could make a difference in their life because they were afraid to reach out or speak up on their own behalf. One of the things you might want to check out is an interview that I did with Peggy Ployhar on empowering homeschool conversations teaching students self-advocacy skills. And I talk about all the reasons that self-advocacy is so important and how you can go about teaching your own children the self-advocacy skills that they need to have. I've given you a lot of information today about those five critical areas for planning a future and a lot of food for thought, because that's really what this is all about. You and your own child trying to figure out a plan for a successful future. It's a lot on your plate, and it's a lot on their plate, but as a good team, you can make it happen. Thank you for joining me today. If you have any questions, my email is mickeyteaches at gmail.com, and my website is mickeyteaches.com. Look for my free ebook with 35 questions that you should know the answers to or find out the answers to when your child transitions to college and talks to disability services. All the resources that I mentioned today will be in today's show notes. In the meantime, have a great rest of the day and we'll talk again soon. Bye. Information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the college of your choice to have first-hand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal, education, or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns.